0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lords of Limited. My name is Ben Warney and joining me on the line, as always, Mr. Ethan, Lord Tupperware in the Karlov Manor with the lead pipe sacks. <laughs> Ethan, we got to get down to the serious business. The people want to know what cards are breaking Pioneer open in Murders at Karlov Manor. Do you, do you not know?
1: No, not a clue. <laughs> oh, and no more. Li- no more lies, which is the mana leak, the white blue counter thing. Unless they pay three and then exile it if it gets countered that way. I mean, blue white control is already like one of the best decks in the format pre Murders of Karlov Manor, and I think of the spoilers so far, far no more lies seems to be the most impactful. Like upgrading, make disappear is the counter spell from um, Streets of New Capenna to like one on a blue with casualty that that's been in that slot, the two mana counter slot. And this is just such a huge upgrade from that. So I think that's the card. Wow. See, I kind of ancillarily knew that
0: from Twitter. That's I, what I'm like saying. You, I thought, me, like, I know a lot of things about Constructed from Twitter. I know. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> great. Uh, Twitter is both great and terrible. <laughs> so if you're not on there, folks, get on. It can be a great time sink for you. Ben, we have so many previews to talk about. Like, so Watsy, many. Watsy heard the limited players cries from LCI when like we kind of were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Then they did like a huge common dump right at the end. Not the case here for Murders at Karloff Manor. Not the case at all. This is by far the most cards we've had in total when we've
0: recorded this episode on a Sunday. Usually we're like, "Eh, maybe we need to wait until a Monday to get some Mm -hmm. more cards in here. None of that discussion this time. And way more commons than usual usually the majority of this episode is uncommons with five or six commons sprinkled in we've got a lot of commons
1: you know five six seven eight per color so no dilly-dallying we're gonna get get down to brass tacks here we'll talk about a couple housekeeping things and then we're gonna dive into talking about as many of these commons and uncommons as we can before we dive into the crash course next week first things first the patreon page patreon.com slash lords of limited is where folks can go to give back to the show if they so choose we always talk about the patreon being a great place to be For new set season, because you get access to the Discord. The Discord is just an excellent spot for folks to be uh, talking about the spoilers as they roll in. Once the full set drops, the full card image gallery drops, people are going to be making their tier lists. Once the set is up on that, uh, what's what's it called now? It's not the Heroku app. What is it? The Draft, draft Mancer. Draft Mancer. Once it's up on Draft Mancer, folks are going to be doing practice drafts via our Discord. So there's going to be a lot of like preset action. And that's even before folks post their pictures of their sealed pools from their uh, pre releases at their LGSs. And then when the full set drops in a couple weeks on Magic Online and Magic Arena. So all that good stuff is uh, available to you via our Discord and a lot of other great perks as you move up the reward tier rankings on Patreon. And we also want to shout out our new patrons the first week that they join. So this week we're welcoming Jordan Brad. Dr. Strange, Trevor, Mark, Tim, Edward, McNerdy, Daniel, and Adrian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate your
0: support. Yeah, cannot say thank you enough. show is also brought to you by Cool Stuff, Inc., CoolStuffInc.com, where they've got cool stuff in stock and at the PT at MagicCon Chicago, where you should be as well. You're going to be repping some CoolStuffInc.com gear. You got a hoodie. You got some sleeves. Going to be repping that competition in the PT. They've also got anything you need as far as Murders at Karloff Manor pre-orders. So check out whatever you want from Murders at Karloff Manor, whether that's play booster boxes or whether that's maybe some copies of the newest blue-white counterspell whose name I already can't remember for your Pioneer deck. No more lies. No more lies. There it is. No more lies. You need to do your magic card (laughs) shopping at CoolStuffInc.com. And when you do, use checkout code LOL, all caps, to get 5% off anything in the store.
1: Boom. All right, let's get into it. Uh, New mechanics. We've known for a little bit, thanks to one of our uh, free preview cards from Watsi, but Morph is back as Disguise, which begs the question, do we think next time they bring some old set to Arena like out of the blue, like they did with KTK. That, Ooh, that it t- means a mechanic coming back. The info hats are coming on. I mean, that has to be it. That they were practicing coding morph on arena. That's why they brought it there, I have to imagine. Anyway, but we have Morph back with a twist. Disguise is morph with Ward 2, which is pretty nice, right? So like it makes it so you don't get as punished for playing a three-mana two-two, and then they, you know, shock it or whatever. They're gonna have to at least pay equal, if not trading down on mana for their removal spells.
0: Yeah, and if you're new to morph, maybe you didn't play Cons of Tarkir on Arena when I was back, morphing is casting a creature face down as a three-mana colorless 2-2 creature with Ward 2 now with Disguise. And then you can turn it face up any time for its disguise cost so it'll have an alternate cost on the card that you can flip it up for but while it's down it's face down nameless no mana cost nothing and has ward two in this instance with disguise
1: it still doesn't use the stack right it's faster than instant speed to flip up something with morph and if you're playing in paper pre-release or at the pro tour oh my god (laughs) don't get a game loss Ethan. you need to remember to reveal all face down cards at the end of the game yeah. So that is
0: hype. That you're <laughs> yeah. going to need to remember that at the PC and also kind of stressful. But the reason for this, if you haven't played in paper, is that it, theoretically a person could, if they were uh, ill-intentioned, very easily cheat, right? You could morph a land face down, basically on an island. You could disguise an island and say it's a 2-2 with War 2, when in fact that is not a legal game action. So you have to show your opponent at the end of the game that you did, in fact, not cheat with your disguise creatures. And we've got an example here. We've got defenestrated phantom. I don't think phantoms die from getting thrown out the window, but uh, what do we got going
1: on here? It's four white, white for a four, three flyer at common. And it has disguise for four and a white. So pay it, uh, play it for three mana face down as a two, two. And then at any time you can flip it up for four and a white. Definitely one of the less exciting disguise creatures, I think that we've seen. Oh, for sure. That takes us on to our next new mechanic, which is cloak
0: which is a redone version of Manifest, which is mm-hmm. very similar to Morphing. So this is Manifest with Ward 2. And for those of you who are new to Manifest, works exactly like Morphing or Disguising in this case, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a creature. So it's possible to end up with things cloaked on the battlefield that are spells or lands or something mm-hmm. because you're moving cards, you're cloaking cards potentially from the top of your deck or your top of your opponent's deck, or um, in the case of our preview card here, getting a chance to reshuffle your disguised creatures.
1: Yeah, very very cool card here. And expose the culprit. So one in a red instant. Choose one or both. You can turn target face down creature face up, or you can exile any number of face up creatures you control with disguise in a face down pile. Shuffle that pile then cloak them. So get to sort of shuffle up and deal. Surprise, surprise, you don't know which of these creatures is which, as well as getting to maybe get a cost reduction on flipping up a face down creature. Now, the the way that these are ordered on the card means you can't, can you turn a bunch, you can't turn a bunch face down and then use the turn any face up portion of this card on one of those, right? Because things happen in the order on the card. Correct. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, I think that is true. And also, for cloaking, if you happen to cloak a creature that is not something with disguise, the way to turn it up is paying its mana cost. Yes.
1: Yeah. So if you, if you
0: cloak a card that is whatever, just a random six mana six six, you'll pay the six mana for the card and flip it face up into a six six, the same you would as a creature with disguise by paying its
1: disguise cost. The disguise essentially is its mana value. Next, we have suspect. If you suspect a creature, that creature gains a new designation. Suspected. A suspected creature has menace and can't block for as long as it remains suspected. And then once suspected, a creature remains so until it leaves the battlefield or another effect causes it to no longer be suspected. This
0: mechanic makes so much more sense to me now. I kept reading it in my head as a noun instead of a verb. And it makes so much more sense with the verb pronunciation. I Thank you for clearing that up for me. It just felt wrong
1: the whole time I was dealing with it. And now it feels right. That's good. That that BFA training, baby. What what can you say? (laughs) And if a suspected creature stops being a creature, it remains suspected. When would that happen?
0: I don't know. Maybe if an enchantment turns it like some enchantments sometimes turn things into an enchantment like Lost in the Stars or whatever that card is.
1: And it's not like a ring bearer, right? You could have multiple suspects. Yeah, multiple suspects. Your board can be very sus. Yeah, okay. So, for example, we've got Argus Koss, Spirit of Justice. This is two red white for a mythic. Oh, no, we don't talk about mythics here. Two red white for a 2 4, double strike vigilance. And when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you choose up to one target creature. If it's suspected, exile it. Otherwise, suspect it. Yeah, I like this mechanic. It's kind of dual purpose in that
0: right. it's going to help your aggressive decks like get menace and your creatures attack, but you also if you suspect your opponent's creatures can stop them from blocking. It's very very cool. There's an aura later on
1: we're going to talk about that like can it suspects a thing and then you can return that order to your hand. So potentially you could, you know, use that to make, you know, your stuff great or whatever, your stuff gain menace, but also make your opponent's stuff not be able to block. So that's very interesting. We've also got collecting
0: evidence. This is our next mechanic. Collect evidence will always appear with a number and will be a cost that you'll pay in a variety of contexts. So maybe activating an ability, maybe as a ward cost, as additional cost for a spell. And so when something asks you to collect evidence, you can exile any number of cards from your graveyard with total mana value equal to or greater than the indicated number. So we've seen a lot of Evidence 3s and Evidence 6s so far. Hmm. What's our yeah. preview card here? We've got Axebane
1: Ferox. Yeah, 2 green green for a 4-4 four, four rare with Death Touch and Haste. And it has Ward Collect Evidence 4. So if you want to target this thing, you're going to have to exile total mana value of 4 or greater from your graveyard. And so that could be
0: one card with mana value four. if you, for whatever reason, want to get more cards out of your graveyard, you can go way in excess of four. If you'd like, Hmm. you can exile like six cards with whatever mana value 30 and you're still paying the cost, but you have to get to at least four to be
1: able to start exiling cards from your graveyard. So going to need some self mill to be able to feel like you can collect evidence pretty reliably. Yes, I think
0: so for sure. And also will similar to, I think um the stuff going on in lci be a
1: late game mechanic right yeah that makes sense uh next up we have cases a new type of enchantment you love to see it individual cases each have three abilities the top ability is always active then there's a middle ability that tells you how you can solve the case i gotta say i'm not usually like a flavor guy the flavor for this set is kind of off the charts It is hitting hard for me. Scooby-Doo is my favorite
0: cartoon of all time. I have read every Nancy Drew book. I have read every Hardy Boys book.
1: I love mysteries. I am stoked for the set. Yeah. So the middle ability tells you how how you can solve the case. And at the beginning of your end set, if the case is unsolved and you've met the conditions of the middle ability, the case becomes solved, puts a trigger on the stack that still needs to meet the conditions when it resolves. Once the case is solved, the last ability becomes activated. So what do we have as an example here? we've got case
0: of the filched falcon which is single blue for an uncommon case and it says when this case enters the battlefield investigate You like that it replaces itself the middle chapter it's gonna be hard to not call these chapters to solve you control three or more artifacts so that's going to go on the stack at the end of your turn if you control three artifacts and your opponent has a chance to mess with you right like if they blow Mm. up an artifact while that's on the stack then you will no longer solve the case like if they manage to destroy one of your artifacts before that trigger resolves so that's kind of what's going on there you have to At the end of your turn and also after the trigger resolves, meet the condition. And then if you do, the case is solved. And now you can pay two and a blue to sacrifice case of the Filched Falcon to put four plus one plus one counters on target non-creature artifact becomes a zero zero bird creature with flying in addition to its other types. So conveniently, you might have the clue from earlier laying around to turn into a four four flyer.
1: Now, do you have to pay that two and a blue in your end step?
0: No, right? It's no, just like you can do it at any time. time. Once it's solved, then it's like active and just does what it says at the bottom third of the card.
1: So those are all of the new mechanics. We do have a couple of returning mechanics. We've talked about clues a little bit. Investigate is back. When you investigate, you create a clue token, which is a colorless artifact token with two sacrifices artifact, draw a card. And there's also synergy in the set with sacrificing artifacts as well, which we'll get to when we talk about some cards a little later on. So here we've got Auspicious
0: Arrival. This is one and a white for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And you investigate just a nice, clean combat trick that's going to get you up some card advantage. Doomblade draw card, baby. You love to see it. Whew. Lastly, we've got split cards as a returning mechanic here. This is a very cool throwback. I have not like actively drafted any of the sets that have
1: split cards. It was always when I was kind of taking a break from magic. So I'm excited to test these out. I did a paper draft of Ravnica Remastered the other night. And saw split cards in paper, I think for the first time. Like I saw Find Finality in paper. I was like, these are tiny. I mean I played <laughs> very small. <laughs> I played split cards like way back in the day in like what invasion when they like first came out, but I, had, I don't think I'd seen them in paper since then. I guess I have done it. I played i played with
0: Find Finality. Yeah. For some reason, like this this is like OG Ravnica to me. Mm. But anyway. Uh, We've got push pull here as our first card. Push is one and a hybrid white or black mana. So you can pay either white or black mana as a sorcery to destroy target tapped creature. And the other half of the card is pull, which is four hybrid Rakdos Rakdos for a sorcery. Put up to two target creature cards from a single graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. They gain haste until end of turn, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Like, again, those are both what you love to see from split cards. One is that there's flexibility in the draft, right? So a black player has access to both halves of this, but a white drafter can take it for push. Probably a red drafter won't take it just for pull. But so that's something to keep in mind with hybrid mana as we will move forward and talk about them with some disguise creatures. But also nice that these are just so uh, applicable in wildly different situations, right? Yeah,
0: very versatile and very distinct separate cards.
1: We also have Fuss and Bother. Uh Fuss is two and red-white hybrid for an instant. Put a plus one plus one counter on each attacking creature you control. And bother is four Azorius Azorius hybrid for a sorcery. Create three one one colorless Thopter Artifact Creature Tokens with Flying. Surveil two. Oh yeah, Surveil is back too, right? I mean, I guess Surveil is sort of evergreen at this point. That's um, what I would think. Yeah. Surveil has like real real cool flavor in this in the like world of detectives and cases and whatever. But also that's a way for you to fuel your graveyard um for those graveyard matters stuff.
0: Yeah. Imperial Oath is back, baby. That's I mean, that card's. Good. Talking, I mean, it's easier me. than Imperial Oath, right? Like, you'd rather have three tutus with vigilance when you're trying to stabilize. I mean, it's better when you're probably a parody or a head. Yeah. Le- less good at stabilizing an Imperial Oath. But also, just having fuss is also great.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. Thanks to Miracle Maid for sponsoring this episode. Did you know your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bedsheets. Inspired
0: by NASA, Miracle-Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulated bedding so you
1: can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. These are the nicest sheets I've slept on, full stop. My wife has already declared that we need to order extra pillowcases. The Miracle-Made sheet set we have is at the top of the sheet power rankings in our house. I've had some of the best post-Jonah sleep this past week since trying out our Miracle-Made sheets. They're also designed to
0: prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, meaning they stay cleaner and fresh three times longer
1: than other sheets. And as Ethan said, they're luxuriously comfortable. Go to TryMiracle.com slash LOL to try Miracle-made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code LOL, all caps at checkout, you'll get three free towels
0: and save an extra 20%. And if you aren't 100% satisfied, Miracle has a 30-day money-back
1: guarantee. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to TryMiracle.com slash LOL and use code LOL to claim your three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash LOL to treat yourself. And now, back to the show. All right, that's going to bring us into the draft archetypes. First up is blue-white... Detectives. I love the Watsy verbiage here. Get on your opponent's case with this fast mid-range strategy. Leverage Detective typal bonuses to overwhelm your opponent's defenses and sacrifice clues to refill your hands in the late game. We already chatted about one of these cards, No More Lies, the white-blue counterspell. I'm much better in uh, in Constructed than in Limited, but I do think that this is like two mana. Like mana Leak is good in Limited. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We've also got Private Eye. One white blue for a 3-3 homunculus detective at uncommon. Other detectives you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever you draw your
1: second card each turn, target detective can't be blocked this turn. Interesting. And the last card here is a common. This is Granite Witness. Two white blue for a 3-2 with flying and vigilance. It's an artifact creature as well. It has disguise for Azorius-Azorius hybrid. And when Granite Witness is turned face up, you may tap or untap target creature. Ooh. Yeah, detectives look strong. I would imagine Private Eye will be qu- quite a good card and a strong pull into blue-white detectives. And let's chat about these disguise hybrid costs as well. Because I think there's gonna it's very interesting. And I, I you know, I'm hyper focused. We haven't even talked about like how I'd messaged you earlier, like it's so stressful. I'm in two Pro Tour <laughs> Discord chats. And being a part of preview season. For constructed as well. It's the first time I've ever experienced that, like caring about cards as they're coming out for constructed is is no bueno. But I've also like, I'm like, I have two like pretty high-stakes competitive events to draft this format, right? There'll also be uh three rounds of limited in the arena champs five, and that'll be murders of Karlov Manor when the dust has settled, right? The end of March. So we'll have played this set to death by that point. But thinking about these disguise costs, some of them. I think, or some of the cards that are common with these disguise hybrid costs, I have to imagine are going to be pretty high picks because they're so flexible, right? Like, I don't know if Granite Witness quite meets the criteria for me, but a couple of them later on we'll talk about. But the fact that like, again, a white blue drafter can play this, but a white drafter can also play this and a blue drafter can also play this, right? You can be white, red, And put this in your deck and say, hey, this is my morph and I can flip it up or whatever. Now it's going to be obviously less good, a little bit more restrictive there. But that flexibility gives you like we talk about like optionality in draft. The flexibility that that gives you in your draft, let's say when you're taking like whatever you go white card, white card, and then you see this, this as an option for you is is pretty big game, I think.
0: Well, especially an option for you without feeling like, okay, I've got to commit to white blue, like an option for you to stay white and also potentially going to have huge impacts for mana bases, too. I mean, it's way too early to call stuff like that, but might have more. I mean, is, of an there, is there a, yes. an L esque effect where you're going to want like if you're white, blue or maybe let's say you're white, red, you're going to want like ten white if you're running cards like Granite Witness in your deck. Maybe you're going to want to try to go ten, seven or eleven, six. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we might see like near mono colored decks in this format be possible thanks to these hybrid costs.
0: Alright, that takes us on to Blue-Black Clues Control, where the uh, tagline is to use defensive spells to extend the game and generate clues, then turn the excess mana into a card advantage that will bury your opponent under a
1: mountain of value. First up, we have Curious Cadaver. It's an uncommon. Two blue-black for a 3-1 flyer. Whenever you sacrifice a clue, return Curious Cadaver from your graveyard to your hand. Not crazy about this card i have to say four mana three one flyer isn't great and there's a lot of mana investment you're paying two to crack your clue this comes back to your hand you pay four mana to get it into play i don't know it's a lot yeah it's a lot i could see it
0: being very annoying assuming you've hit your land drops and made it to the late game but at that point you've probably already won like this does not really help you make it to the late game. And those types of cards are probably going to be more important. I am. Oh, my excited God next card, which is very, yeah. fairy, very fairy Snoop one blue black for a common. This is a one for flying fairy detective. It's got disguise for one Demir Demir. And whenever it's turned face up, look at the top two cards of your library. Put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard. What a magic the gathering
1: card. I mean, I do, I think this card, like, eh, maybe it's just coming off of Lost Caverns, but I'm, like, looking at low power, high toughness creature that can block in the air that also gives you this mountain of value, right? Like, and it's also so flexible because of the hybrid cost. Like, this, I, I, I mean who knows we're all we're making hot takes but i as i i learned from the recap of 2023 i gotta up my my hot take count <laughs> I, I, this this has like best not best common but i think it's gonna be one of the best commons in the set like this is or one of the best commons to pick early I, I will say like this is so good yeah see now you're up in the take game because you already made the take that i was gonna
0: made and you beat me to it you're gonna, yes. be, you're gonna be a
1: take master before That's we get right. going here <laughs> Next up is red-black suspect aggro. Suspected creatures have menace and can't block. Keep attacking with your suspicious characters, and your opponents will be helpless to stop them. Our example here is an uncommon deadly complication. One black-red for a sorcery. Choose one or both. Destroy target creature. Put a plus-plus-one counter on target suspected creature you control. You may have it become no longer suspected. This card's a beating.
0: It's going to enable some attacks. This is going to be a oh, I hope my opponent doesn't have deadly complication, fingers
1: crossed type card. Yeah, it's got, I, I don't, I'm not remembering it, but from um, Ether Revolt, the one black-red, like, destroy a thing, if you control an artifact, they lose three life. Like, when you have this sort of, like, sure, like, three mana to kill a thing, I mean, it's two colors, but, and sorcery speed only, but, like, you're also potentially being able to push a ton of damage, right? Like, kill a thing, enable an attack with something else, like, that's a lot.
0: Well, and we also talk about cards being two way players, too. Like if you get into a jam like you're on the front foot attacking, attacking and your opponent's starting to stabilize, you can kill their thing and like, well, I really probably would like to block with this creature. Let me shift gears and like <laughs> unsuspect one of my creatures so that I can start to play defense now.
1: Yeah, great point.
0: All right. We've got one more card here in red black, which is shady informant three black red for a common four 2 ogre rogue. And whenever it dies, it deals two damage to any target. You can disguise it for two Rakdos Rakdos. This one I am a little less
1: excited about. Yeah, I mean, this is where you're sort of seeing that pinch on your mana. Like the the idea could be like, oh, I'm going to flip this up in combat, trade, and then pick off an opposing disguised creature but you need two mana to be able to do that, right? To pay for the ward. So I'm also uh, pretty dubious of this. And dubious of uh, our next archetype, which is (laughs) red-green, big disguise, which we actually don't have any cards for yet, but we'll just chat about what the little blurb is. It's spend the early game accelerating your mana, setting up a face-down board state, then beat down your opponent's side of the board by flipping over Haymaker after Haymaker. So red-green looking to be the, the disguise, the morph color pair. I wonder if we'll see... A secret plans like something that like alludes to, you know, like we saw before in cons of like, okay, you've got these face down creatures, but then a bonus for flipping up creatures. Maybe red, green will be the home for multicolor morph disguise cards. You know,
0: yeah, like an enchantment. that when you flip them up, they get plus two, plus two and trample until end of turn or something that could be pretty, pretty brutal. Ben's putting on his taking
1: off his detective hat, putting on his designer (laughs) hat over there.
0: That takes us on to our next archetype, which is green, white, go wide, disguise, flood the battlefield with face down creatures and accrue impressive rewards when they're turned face up. So we've got buried in the garden here. This is two green, white for an uncommon aura, enchant land. Whenever this enters the battlefield, exile target non land permanent. You don't control until buried in the garden leaves the battlefield. And whenever enchanted land is tapped for mana, its controller adds an additional one mana of any color.
1: Classic go wide card. Yeah, classic go wide card. Well, the next one will (laughs) fit the bill, which is Sumala Sentry. Green white for a 1-3 elf archer with reach. This is also an uncommon. And it says whenever a face down permanent you control is turned face up, put a plus one plus one counter on it and a plus one plus one counter on Sumala Sentry. That is sexy.
0: Yeah, very nice payoff for disguising your creatures and buried in the garden. Also a cool variation
1: on an O-ring type effect Mm -hmm. to help help fix and ramp you. I like both those cards. I'm in for it. Next up, so we had Big Disguise, Go Wide Disguise. Now we have Black, White, pint size Disguise. <laughs> Face down creatures bolster your strategy, which rewards playing creatures with power two or less and boosting them to become more impressive attackers. We've seen some cards previewed here at higher rarity, but nothing yet in the common or uncommon domain. That takes us on to an archetype that I am very excited about, which is Blue-Red
0: Artifact Sacrifice tagline here is to generate and sacrifice clue tokens strategically to gain a massive card advantage over your opponent then chip away at their defenses by attacking with evasive thopters that bring death from above dun 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 so first up we've got gleaming gear drake looks cute at first blue red for an uncommon 1-1 flyer i'm gonna etbs investigate already into that card yeah and then whenever you sacrifice an artifact put a plus one plus one counter on gleaming gear drake that is Excellent. I also yeah, am very... This costing two instead of three is a big deal, right? They could have it's... easily made this cost one blue-red.
1: Yes. Yeah, this is huge. I'm also really excited about the common that we see in this, this color pair. Gadget Technician, two blue-red fray 3-2. When an ET is turned face-up, you make a 1-1 colorless lopter artifact creature token with flying. So, you know, old tech cloud guard, four mana 3-2 with a 1-1 flyer. So, obviously, this doesn't have flying itself. But the disguise cost on this, this has disguise for double is it hybrid so again like yeah this card is good i think on its own but is gonna go up 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 in draft because of the flexibility of this mana cost
0: yeah this card is incredible this has chimney rabble otech cloud guard vibes all
1: over it i, I mm-hmm. love this card it looks quite strong next up we have green black classic graveyard stuff no it's, it's sorry it's <laughs> just called just gave it up it's it is it's called grave break like sorry. they're just like yeah do some things with your graveyard we don't know <laughs> So you use the collect evidence mechanic and raise the dead to support a long game strategy that gives you extra value whenever a creature card leaves your graveyard. So first up, the uncommon here we have is crawl whipcracker, black green for a 3-2 with reach. And when it enters the battlefield, destroy target token an opponent controls. That's actually pretty good. Like, depending on like how prevalent clue tokens running around are, um, which they do seem pretty prevalent, pretty
0: good. Yeah, classic graveyard stuff. ETB, destroy target <laughs> token and opponent controls. Love it. Wow, wow. the cri- the criticism. <laughs> no, I, I actually really like that these gold cards aren't very obviously do the thing. Yeah. They're just like pretty premium They're cards, but not cards, too cards. pushed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. There's good limited cards. And then I, I do think from some of the commons we've seen, you know, we haven't seen, and granted it's early still, but we've seen some number of cards. We haven't seen a ton of super pushed commons either. No, not yet. We've also got a Rakish Scoundrel here for black green. This is the common. Two black green for a common 3-3 elf rogue with death touch. And whenever it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. And you can disguise it for four
1: Golgari Golgari. Very, very not excited about this card. It's a I'm little not, not, clunky. these cards are, are quite poor, I think. Yeah, a little yeah. clunky. Red White Battalion is next. What's going
0: on here? This classic Ravnikan strategy adds extra punch to aggressive red and white creatures by providing a bonus whenever you attack with three or more of them. First up, we've got
1: an iconic card here in Lightning Helix. Can can you hear this card? Like, can you read this card without hearing Randy Bueller yelling? Oh, my God, it's Lightning Helix. <laughs> do you I, know I the can. clip I'm talking about? I do know the clip yeah, you're yeah. talking about, but that does not live rent free in oh, my okay. head. It's always there for me. And that's that, you know, you got back to the beginning of the episode. Probably the other most impactful Pioneer card is Lightning Helix coming into the fray. That's huge. <laughs> Next up, we've got a
0: throwback to my Scooby-Doo love from my childhood. We've got Meddling Youths, three red-white for a 4-5 uncommon, hasty human detective bunch. Whenever you attack with three or more creatures, investigate. It's going to pack a punch.
1: Yeah, for sure. I am very excited about this common Dog Walker. It's red-white for a 3-1 with vigilance, and it has disguise for Boros-Boros hybrid. And when Dog Walker is turned face-up, you get two tapped- one, one white dog creature tokens. The modality here is just awesome. Like two mana, three, one vigilance. If you want to play your two drop, if you can afford to do the thing in installments, you get three bodies, which works towards the battalion life. And again, the fact that a red, blue player can take this, a white, black player can take this pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. Dog Walker is pushed. I, I think dog
0: Walker and certainly the blue, red one, the gadget technician and fairy snoop. The Blue, black.
1: Those look like great cards so far. I agree. Uh, last up here is blue green. Collect evidence. Rapidly fill up your graveyard and collect evidence to power up your spells while amassing permanents that reward you each time you do so. Do we do we just want to call it now? Blue green is the worst archetype.
0: <laughs> I Should mean,
1: I was kind of thinking they got the worst mechanic
0: again. The one that takes like, the one that has the most hoops to jump through. Right. Yeah. We'll see. First card up here we we've got is Repulsive Mutation. This is blue-green X for an instant. Put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, then counter up to one target spell unless its controller pays mana
1: equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Yeah, th- you're not selling me here, blue-green. You're also not selling me on your common Undercover crocodile, which is four green-blue for a 5-5. It's an elf crocodile detective. I have to say, this art does not seem undercover. This really reminds me of when, uh, the Ninja Turtles are wearing trench coats in like the first Ninja (laughs) Turtles movie. I'm like, you guys aren't blending in. Sorry to say. So when undercover the villain from Spider-Man, the the lizard guy, that's that's what it looks like to
0: me. No, not the Green Goblin. The guy that turns into a lizard. It's down in the sewers like he's got his lair down there. There's definitely some sort of
1: reptile villain in Spider-Man that is not the Green Goblin. And he wears a sweet fedora. (laughs) <laughs> whenever undercover crocodile deals combat damage to a player investigate and it has disguise for three hybrid hybrid simic yeah i just think this is just it's it's so expensive it's very expensive
0: yeah I'm not into but it is is gonna be great evidence to collect out of the graveyard i mean yeah, so, mm-hmm. you like, you That's the also the rub. Like, that's collect interesting, evidence, right? Collect Evidence wants you to play high mana value spells, but you can't play tons of high mana value spells in but your limited deck. If you decks.
1: disguise them and then just trade off and they end up in the graveyard for six, then that's a way to get it for cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's something. It's something. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.
0: Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right.
1: I have a full year of fatherhood under my belt, and I have to say, I think I crushed it. It wasn't easy by any stretch, and we're incredibly fortunate to have so many resources available to help us with Jonah, but I think we've done a really good job through what is arguably the hardest period.
0: Yeah, I've been crazy impressed with everything that you're doing with Jonah, and anytime I picture my life also having to take care... (laughs) (laughs) another human being in it like
1: it just seems absolutely overwhelming and i'm not sure how you're managing it (laughs) i appreciate it this year think the opposite of new year new you and focus on the things that you're crushing or things you want to build upon from the previous year therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick if you're
0: thinking of starting therapy, get BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your
1: schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge.
0: Celebrate the progress you've already made with BetterHelp. Visit
1: betterhelp.com lords today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash lords. And now back to the show. All right, we uh, got to tweet these out a little earlier this week, but we got a couple official preview cards, courtesy of Wizards of the Coast. First up is Undercity Eliminator. This is three black black for a 3-3 three, three Gorgon Assassin at Uncommon. When it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice an artifact or creature, and when you do, exile, target creature and opponent controls. I'm this card in. seems incredible.
0: Yeah. I in. yeah, FTK, there's going to be tokens running around. There's going to be clues laying around like mm-hmm. which is something. But it's cost a cost. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and I'm also we've seen in black or we're going to see ways to rebuy creatures like this. This has got some Chupacabra Echo vibes, certainly for black decks. I agree. Next, we've got Culvert Ambusher. This is three GG for a four five uncommon worm horror. Whenever it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, target creature
1: blocks this turn if able. It's got disguise for four and a green. Yeah, I mean, I think less excited about this than the other one, but this is gonna mess with combat pretty effectively when it comes in or is turned face up. Yeah, certainly harder
0: to use, but has has some two for one potential there. Mm-hmm. All right, that takes us on to removal. Let's take an early look at what sort of removal spells we have. I really like this first one. It's a cool card. Extract a confession. One on a black for a sorcery. Common. As an additional cost to cast a spell, you can collect Evidence 6. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If Evidence was collected, instead, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. So Edict early,
1: really good Edict late. Yeah, I mean, Edict early and likely to kill the thing you would want to kill anyway late. So, yeah. Or I, I one in the black, like a very yeah. efficient
0: card, potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, if this ends up being good, you probably can't load up on them, right? Because... You know, collect evidence, there's going to be a pinch on that, right? There's going to be diminishing returns on the amount of collect evidence you want. Certainly the amount of collect evidence that are high numbers like this.
0: Right. It'll be a bit like Dell, right? Where you probably have like two to four cards that really care about collecting evidence, unless you are trying to hyper-collect evidence or something.
1: mm -hmm. Next up, we have Galvanize. It's one in a red for an instant. Deals three damage to target creature. If you've drawn two or more cards this turn galvanize deals five damage to that creature instead a nice nice way for people to be able to kill children the apocalypse and pioneer for just two mana for deals just that, that two five mana toughness. and
0: a bunch of damage to face right because you've drawn two or more cards that turn <laughs>
1: that's right that's right yeah <laughs> yeah good call good call look at <laughs> you pioneer brain this is great super efficient. yeah and it's a common right yeah it's very pushed for a common
0: mm-hmm We've got a classic reprint in shock, red for the instant, deal two damage to any target. That I'm sure will do some stuff. And worth worthwhile noting that it costs one, so that you can potentially
1: shock disguised creatures for three. Right. So you're you're getting, you know, you're trading equal mana there when they pay their three mana for their creature. Green's got a removal spell here. It's bite down on crime. McGruff the crime dog. Three and a green for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may collect evidence six. It costs two less to cast if evidence was collected. Okay, so if you collect evidence six, it's one and a green. Target creature you control gets plus two plus o oh until end of turn and deals damage to its power to target creature you don't control. Man, they are just, there's just someone in the lab just turning the knobs on like, all right, but what, so what if it's plus two plus o oh, and it, and it fights? Okay, what if it's plus one plus o oh, and it bites? What if it costs four? What if it's three, two? Like, I don't know, man. Still bad, it's right? Still like, bad. <laughs> this card, this card looks rough. Like, I think maybe so. if it were an
0: instant, I'd be buying in slightly, but at sorcery speed, this seems. Tough. I mean, yeah. I guess if you're collecting the evidence at one and a green, I
1: like this card, but you're not <laughs> going to be able to do that until much later in the game. Which is like the longer the game, like the later you're playing this, the more likely you're playing this into open mana. That's the thing about like these, these tempo cards, or when I think about, you know, again, it's hard to not think about cons of Tarkir we just had it we're returning to the world of morphs but like thinking about your savage punch life of like you know play a two drop play an alpine grizzly savage punch like you know in those developing turns you're so much less likely to get punished for trying to do this sort of like creature fights or bites thing but i mean i guess you could go two drop three drop bite down on crime like that's not bad the other
0: thing this does, too, that's kind of OK, is you play your three drop disguise and it's got ward two. So a little so safer to curve really... into this. Yeah.
1: On on turn four. That's a thing. Yeah, that's fair. But four mana sorcery speed removal is that requires setup is a tough ask, I think. I agree. Next up, we've got not on my watch. This is one
0: and a white for an uncommon instant exile target attacking creature. Just a, a
1: classic control card. And then we've also got Long Goodbye, one in a black for an instant, at uncommon. The spell can't be countered. and destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. Seems fine. Seems so. Great. I guess can't
0: like being able to get disguise creatures for two
1: mana still. Like that's right. awesome. Yeah, really like that card. All right, what's going on with mana fixing? We've seen all the hybrid costs for these cards. I gotta know what our what our mana bases are gonna look like.
0: We've got some good options. Pour one out for evolving wilds. We've got escape tunnel here. Common land tap sacrifice escape tunnel. Search your library for basic land card. Put it on the battlefield tap then shuffle power creep. It also has the ability tap sacrifice target creature with power two or less. Can't be blocked this turn.
1: Yeah, it's so funny in our Alchemize episode. I thought you were like trying to just power creep evolving wilds out. And we were like, oh, no, 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 we won't do that. And then Watsi was like, no, we we actually will be doing that. We got this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next, we've got Public Thoroughfare. It's a land at common. Enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, you sack it unless you tap an untapped artifact or land you control. And you can tap this for one mana of any color. This is a tough sell. Oh, I disagree. Really? Yeah, I think this is I think this is real. The fact that so when we've seen these kinds of effects before I guess you don't have to pay one. You don't have to pay one all the time. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. If you have a clue just hanging around. OK, I am in. I mean, I take it back. Yeah, I think this card's real.
0: I retract my statement. I'm walking through the public thoroughfare. Thank you. Next up, we've got a nervous
1: gardener. This apparently is apparently the, the for- uh, Jason Ye invitational card. <laughs> I don't know if you saw their tweet about this. They were like, I don't know if this is going to be the best green common or not, but this is definitely going to be my most drafted common week one.
0: <laughs> this is nervous gardener. Wanted a green for a two two. Uh, it's got disguise for a green. And it says. Whenever nervous gardeners turn face up, search your library for a land card of the basic land type, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think there was a lot of discussion. I don't know if you were were looking at this in the Lord's Limited Discord. There was a lot of discussion around this card. So the the comp here is to think about this as Civic Wayfinder that costs right. one more, right? So usually we see that effect as two and a green for a two two, search up a basic, put it into your hand. This one costs one more, but it has again optionality. If you need to play a two mana two two you can.
0: Right. And also curves nicely with itself in that you can play it on turn three as a disguise and then turn four. You can flip it up, make sure you hit your fourth land drop and then right. potentially disguise another card or just play any other three drop. There's a lot to like about this card, I think, as well as just enabling you
1: playing all of the best cards in the format. I think this card's got lots of potential. Yeah, I'm in for that card as well. Next up is Topiary Panther four GG for a six five trample. It has basic land cycling for one and a green. Okay, so we're not seeing a cycle. It looks like right. This doesn't. This is, doesn't have forest cycling itself. It it fixes. It lets you find any basic. I think I'm kind of in for paying two for that. I'm not loading up on this. I'm not taking as a high pick, but like I'm, I'm kind of in for this. Well, the other thing that's great about this card, you see all the tats oh. on that
0: panther. You're going to be collecting some evidence. All those tats are loaded up with evidence.
1: Yeah, this is such an easy way to get collect evidence six enabled. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. It's a really strong card
0: in that sense too, where like you're going to be able to cycle again, splash, and then collect evidence six. I do think, like for as clunky as collect evidence, no, looks it's at face it, value. They've yeah. seeded some really good stuff in here to help turn it on.
1: No, I'm I'm in for it, too. There's a lot of layers and overlap, it feels like, with I'm sure like it'll become shorthand. But right now I'm sort of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm Zach Alpha. The brilliant mind. Yeah, yeah you, got, remember, you got all the
0: red lines. You got your things on the post. Exactly. Board. exactly. Lastly, here we've got They Went This Way. Two and a green for a sorcery at common. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle
1: and investigate. They're giving you your card back. Yeah, and and a, a ramped mana to be able to invest in that that clue. I I can't imagine this will be a very high pick. Tough, tough sell to take turn three off this way, or three mana off this way in at any stage of the game. But nice to have access to it, I suppose. Yeah. All right, that takes us on to our cases here.
0: Let's chat about these cards. First up, we've got Case of the Pilfered Proof. This is the white case, one on a white for an uncommon. Whenever a detective enters the battlefield under your control and whenever a detective you control is turned face up, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. That seems quite strong.
1: I mean, I, I guess. You love these, like, don't affect the board, but if you are affecting the board, here's a little something something for you. I mean,
0: you're going to be very happy to play that card in a blue-white detective deck. Anthem for your team. Two mana, baby. (laughs) When those takes in. Everything's an anthem. (laughs) What happens next on this card? So to solve it, you control three or more detectives. That's a little harder because this itself is not a detective. Mm -hmm. If you do manage to solve it... When it's solved, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus a clue token are created instead. And there are a lot of cards that die or like make a a 2-2 white and blue detective creature token.
1: And I keep thinking, you know, because of sagas or whatever, that this is this goes once it's solved. I mean, and it also would make sense once it's solved, it goes away. But that's not the case, right? That's not the case. It's uh, uh, It stays around and is going to keep being an anthem for your detectives. All right. Next, we have Case of the Gorgon's Kiss. This is a single black. When this case enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target creature that was dealt damage this turn. That's not really an effect. We're ever super interested in limited. We've seen it before, like tacked on to draw a card, whatever. To solve, three or more creature cards were put into graveyards from anywhere this turn. Okay. <laughs> and then when it's solved... It's a four four gorgon creature with death touch and life link in addition to its other types. It's a lot of hoops, but man, is that a good payoff? It's a great payoff, but it's
0: like the perfect storm of things have to go right for you. I know like good players like can play around this I, well I wonder I, don't know.
1: I w- because it's three or more creature cards were put into graveyards from anywhere this turn. I wonder if there are some cool some fancy footwork you can do yourself in terms right, of right that, that's fair you, right? Use like the, you could cycling creature right yeah you yeah, know yeah. stuff like that so think about descend right, i'm
0: kind of into it like you trade off on turn two or turn three and then you can and you, then can you cycle cycle it and play this yeah and I'm, you don't necessarily so you're essentially kind of ignoring the first chapter hoping to trade off Right in combat and then dump a creature like either via surveil or basically uh, land cycling creature. And then you can you can get
1: tempo with this. I'm not saying that this card is like good or a high pick or anything, but I it's it has sort of like some build around y vibes to me in that in that middle middle chapter. No, in the solve portion of it here.
0: Next, we've got case of the burning mask. This is one red red for an enchantment case. And the first chapter is whenever it enters the battlefield, it deals three damage to target creature. OK, great. I'm in up front. Mm hmm. To solve it, three or more sources you controlled dealt damage this turn. So ideally, you're trying to solve very hard. Well, when it comes down, right? So you're you would be maybe like you attacked with two creatures and then you played this post combat or something like that seems doable to me. Yeah. It's not like they have to kill things like you can just have two creatures deal damage to your opponent or something. Mm -hmm. And when it's solved, you can sacrifice it to exile the top three cards (laughs) of your library. You may play one of them this turn
1: yeah i mean it doesn't really matter what's on the rest of this card because i'm kind of in for the first part like three mana deal three it's not great or anything three mana deal three sorcery speed is not great or anything but it, you'll play it and then the fact that you have the potential to get an extra card like a choice of a card of three it's pretty good it's, it's a two for one yeah i, I yeah. like that card i think it's quite good yeah last case here is case of the trampled garden two and a green when this case enters the battlefield, distribute two plus one, plus one counters among one or two target creatures you control. Another anthem effect here at the start of things <laughs> to solve creatures you control have total power eight or greater. OK, a very linear like this first part helps you get to the solved portion. And then if the case is solved, whenever you attack, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature. It gains trample until end of turn.
0: Some red, green, big disguise vibes going on here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a tough card for me to value. I feel like this goes back to Atali's favor, staggering size discussions where like I will often underrate cards like this. But this this, a lot of the other ones seem like you have to sort of jump through hoops or the solve portion is pretty tough to do. This all seems fairly doable to me.
0: Yeah. And I I do like that when it's solved, like a lot of the problems, the big dumb creatures decks have is your things don't have trample. And that's pretty scary. Like when your giant monster is now a a seven seven trampler instead of a six six not trampler, you know?
1: Yeah, I just I love the, the clue overlap here that we're seeing with the equipment coming up next. Yeah, this
0: is some sweet flavor. At first, I was like, these have to be commander cards. These aren't really in the set, right? Nope, they are. Yeah. So we've got clue equipment. So first up, we've got lead pipe. This is black for an artifact clue equipment and uncommon. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O for an equipped cost of two. And whenever equipped creature dies, each opponent loses one life. And you can pay two to sacrifice lead pipe to draw a card because it is
1: a clue. Oh, right. They're all clues. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we also have knife. Which is a single red. As long as it's your turn, equipped creature gets plus one plus O and has first strike. It has an equip cost of two, and again, you can pay two sack it to draw a card. Does it get you interested in playing equipment? I know these are neither of these are are very interesting to me. But you know what I could see is when you have cards like this, I think you want to like be able to access all pieces of it. So you know, the more that I've got, again, let's say I'm trying to do like a multicolor land deck whatever with that that etb tapped land that you need to tap something with then maybe i'm interested in having these weapons lying around you know or uh if i have again more artifact matter stuff or i guess i gra- like i don't care about equip 2 for +2 plus +0 plus or +1 +0 and first strike on your turn is a lot it's a tough sell yeah yeah
0: all right, that takes us on to some detective title cards. The Raven Inspector is back, baby. We've got a new version of this as Novice Inspector. This is white for a one, two and an ETBs investigate the cards. Incredible. You should pick it highly. Never cut it from your deck.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's a shame is that like back when Thraben Inspector was printed, you could kind of scoop them up late, right? Like people a, some people, know. people just weren't in the know. You know, it was it was sort of still around the time when one drops were not good and limited or whatever, and so people just didn't care about it. Novice Inspector is going to be like one of the best commons in the set, right? I would assume so, yeah. We've also got Market Watch Phantom, one on a white for a 2-2. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, Market Watch Phantom gains flying until end of turn. I like this. It's a nice aggressive card for the, the Detectives deck, as well
0: as presumably for the white, black, power two or less deck as well.
1: Well, and they, and they work with themselves, right? So like you can like get a bunch of you play this and then follow it up with something else and then play another market watch phantom and then that's going to launch this one in, into the air, you know? Yeah.
0: Very aggressive to drop. Next, we've got Crime Stopper Sprite. Two and a blue for a 2-2 flyer. As an additional cost to cast a spell, you may collect evidence six. Whenever this enters the battlefield, tap target creature. If evidence was collected, put a stun counter on it.
1: So you got to like, do work jump through some hoops to get your flying frost links to to keep the thing tapped i don't know yeah i mean different
0: format different yeah 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 yeah. i mean i I assume this will be very good in blue white detectives and not remotely close to playable in blue green
1: yeah yeah that's fair okay (laughs) That, that would be my assumption next up we have mistway spy it's a single blue for a one one flyer has disguise disguised for one of the blue when it's turned face up until end of turn whenever a creature control deals combat damage to a player. Investigates. Yeah, this card is interesting. It's hard to evaluate. I
0: think you're turn always me- probably playing in a detective's deck. Again, looks like another blue-white evasive creature. Unclear to me, like, whether you're running it out on turn one. Like, are you happy with that? Maybe if you've got, you know, if your you've private got the, eyes that yeah. are pumping it, like, then you're probably doing that if you've got a draw like that. But is it worth it to run it down for three... And then disguise it for two. That's a lot of hoops to jump through to maybe get a couple clues. I'm not sure about this one.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think I think this is more likely a blue white gold card than not based on what we've seen so far.
0: All right. And lastly here, we've got hotshot investigators, five and a blue for a four, four of it all detective when ETBs return up to one other target creature to its owner's hand. If you controlled it, investigate. This is a common. It's pretty good. Is it? It is six mana common bounce a thing, and if you did your own stuff, you get to investigate for maybe some etv value. I don't know, man. Like this is a curve. I don't know. How- I don't think it's going to be a high pick, but I think you're happily playing this as a curve topper in blue decks.
1: Happily, you're solid ha- C. Solid C. <laughs> I don't know. Jury-, jury is out for me here on Hotshot investigators. going to need to see some more evidence on those. Next up, we've got some suspect stuff some suspicious characters here first up is clandestine meddler tuna black for three two vampire rogue and uncommon when it enters the battlefield you suspect up to one other target creature you control and whenever one or more suspected creatures you control attack surveil one i mean seems great so it turns it into again just to remind people it has menace and it can't block so enabling attacks likely and getting surveil on those that's
0: pretty good yeah, no, oh, like you curve cause... your you curve your two drop into clandestine meddler, get it in presumably for the next couple of turns right. before it trades off, and you're getting card selection while you do that. I think this card's quite strong in a red black deck. Yeah. All right. Next we've got absolving Lamassu. This is four and a white for a four three flying Lamassu at uncommon. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, all suspected creatures are no longer suspected. The presidential pardon. Wow. Uh, and whenever this dies, you gain three life and suspect up to one target creature and opponent controls. I have
1: no idea how to evaluate when ETB's all suspected creatures are no longer suspected. Is that good? Is that bad? I mean, yeah, it's great for you, right? This is a defensive card. You're
0: like okay. playing. This is a defensive card against your opponent who's trying to kill you with all their suspicious characters. Uh-huh. And then you can block. You gain three. Like if you want, you can suspect something. If you feel like you've turned the corner. And are now wanting to pressure your opponent after stabilizing with this. I think this card's kind of cool.
1: I I don't know how good it is, but I I like the flavor. All right. Let's take a look at some of this graveyard enabling stuff here. First up is Fester Leech. Single black for a 1-1 at Uncommon. When it deals combat damage to a player, you mill two cards. Oh, but it's got one and a black. It gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Activate only once each turn.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a nightmare when it comes down on turn one. It's got some serious Basking Rootwalla vibes whoa yeah because like they just can't they just can't block because you have threat of activation for like the first four turns yeah wow so it's it's really good on turn one and also like not irrelevant later in the game
1: right because you know whatever it's it it can be a three three for for mana that you will have lying around when it's turn six or whatever Yeah, yeah that's interesting
0: yeah really like that card Next we have it doesn't add up three black black for an instant return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield suspected.
1: Yeah, so it's got instant speed, which we don't often see on these five mana zombify effects, but doesn't really matter because it can't block. I mean, it matters in the sense that like, you know, your opponent passes and they think they know what's going on on the board and you're like, aha, here's a menace threat coming at you next turn. Well, but also just like imagine this with our preview card under city eliminator.
0: Right, you're rebuying that. You got a three-three yeah, three menace. Like, like you're you're killing something.
1: You're not selling me when you have to reference like one of the best cards we've seen so far. You know, like you're like, but think about this with a card that's already good. Sure, but yeah. I mean,
0: you want like it's part of the thing is you want to make those cards better. You want to cast them as many cards as many times as possible. Yeah, that's like Timewalk and Vintage Cube. Like yeah. Timewalk makes a bunch of other cards better. Uh, our preview card is going to make it doesn't add up better.
1: Then we have Macabre Reconstruction. It's three and a black for a sorcery at common. It costs two less to cast if a creature card was put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn. you return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. have to imagine that'll be playable
0: in some capacity. Probably not that high of a pick. Right. We've got a couple collecting evidence cards here. First is Sample Collector. Two and a green for a two, three. Whenever it attacks, you can collect evidence three. When you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. That does not seem worth Collecting three evidence. I think there is a better stuff that I want to do with my
1: evidence. Well, maybe it's here on Hedge Whisperer, single green for an o3 You may choose not to untap Hedge Whisperer during your untap step. You pay three in your green, tap, collect evidence for target land you control becomes a five-five green plant boar creature with haste for as long as Hedge Whisperer remains tapped. It's still a land to activate only as a sorcery.
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess you can keep throwing five fives at your opponent late in the game after you've like put a bunch of stuff in your graveyard
1: i don't love this card i'm kind of in you are i think so so i'm kind of in on one mana oh three in a format of disguise creatures that it will block yeah that it, that it can block in those first few turns you know not everything obviously but it can block and you're right i mean like I do think the longer the game goes on, that's the thing. It's like the deck, like you have to put this in a deck where you have the game go long. But the longer the game goes on, you just, you're going to have to kill this.
0: Sure, but like this is the type of card that no one else will want, and you should be able to wheel. Like if you are that deck, I think. Great. This, this does not make me want to like build a collect evidence deck. You know?
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: All right, moving on to some artifact stuff. First up, we've got Cornered Crook. This is four and a red for a 5 4 at uh, uncommon. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you can sacrifice an artifact. When you do, it deals three damage to any target. Sold. The card is excellent. More Flame
1: Tongue Kavu vibes. Next is Reckless Investigator. This is one and a red for an 0 3 at uncommon. Whenever it attacks, you can sac an artifact or discard a card. If you do draw a card and Reckless Investigator gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. What's really interesting about this, uh, I think where we have a card at least in greater garbage, we're gonna talk about thinking about these things that are like you could sack an artifact to draw a card. And it's like, well, my clues already do that, right? So why but would you get why, it at a like,
0: discount? Like, but you, you don't, don't have, have to pay, pay the, the two mana.
1: mana. I'm not saying I'm that excited about this. Like the you know, this is only good when you're attacking with it. It doesn't like have threat of activation because you have to do a thing with it. I'm not. This seems more constructed applicable to me than it does limited. But that, that text is interesting.
0: I don't know. Rummaging on attacks is OK. If you want to do some evidence collecting like pitch yeah. a whatever. I don't know. It's got I think it's got potential. Next, we've got demand answers. This is one in a red for an instant. Common thrill of possibility variant here is an additional cost to cast a spell,
1: sacrifice an artifact or discard a card. Draw two cards. I mean, something like play Thraben Inspector, make a clue, and then later on you just get to pay two mana, sack that clue, draw two cards. Yeah, it's it's very strong. I think demand answers
0: is flexible. Yeah. And <laughs> worth noting, too, all of this artifact stuff is red. Seems like, certainly from the previews we've seen so far, is that red, even more than red blue, is very specifically going to be in on doing artifact shenanigans. Yeah.
1: Next up, we have Gearbane Orangutan, two and a red for a 2-2 with Reach. When it enters the battlefield, choose one. Destroy up to one target artifact, or sack an artifact. If you do, you put two plus minus one counters on Gearbane Orangutan. So it could be a three mana four four. Number forty three, Gearbane Orangutan <laughs> has reached. Oh, so true, so true. I think this is. I mean, I think you're going to have this be a three mana four four. Like that's the that's the idea. But this has like common build around vibes to me, right? You just like. Get as many things that cost one or two mana that enable the orangutan. And then you just have three mana four fours flooding the board. Yeah. Imagine curving Thraben Inspector into this.
0: Like, yeah, very, very strong. curve. That's out. huge. Next up, we've got Magnetic Snuffler five mana for the four four uncommon construct. When it ETBs return target equipment card from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to Magnetic Snuffler, whenever you sacrifice an artifact, a plus one plus one counter on magnetic snuffler so this is going to be very good with those clue equipment right yeah so the it begs the question ben are you a snuffler truther <laughs> I, I i kind of am i like this card but i tend to like bad cards like this so yeah i, me too. I don't know that that's like i don't know that that's like a vote in uh snuffler truther's favor here yeah. but uh yeah i like the idea of this card i can't imagine
1: it will be that good no, five mana four four is a, t- a tough sell in that respect. Next up, we have Crime Novelist two in a red for a one three at uncommon. Whenever you sack an artifact, you put a plus most one counter on Crime Novelist and add red. Has potential, but such such a low floor here is a three mana one three.
0: Well, the. Th- thing that's nice about this is I think this does a lot of small things well. Whenever you okay. crack clues, you're essentially getting a discount on all your clue cracking, right? It's going to let you crack clues for essentially one mm-hmm. because you're getting a red mana back every time. It's also very cool in the artifact deck, like presumably if you can get some number of artifacts laying around in tandem with the Evolving Wilds card. You can make this unblockable, sack your board to turn it into, you know, whatever, a seven-powered thing when they don't have blockers. I think Crime Novelist has... A lot going on with it. I like this card. Okay, cool. It's a little understated on the front, but I think if you build your deck right, you could get the value back. And lastly here, we've got Harried Smith. This is three and a red for a two, three at uncommon. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying, gains haste until end of turn, sacrifice it at the beginning of your next end step. In this ding, is, ding, ding in. Well, I'm, but in. it's understated. That's yeah. what I wanted to know, because I love this card looking at it, but it is understated for four mana like it ties to a lot of things but assuming you get it going like a very good enabler for artifact shenanigans
1: yeah like the understated thing does make me a little nervous but the repeatable source of an artifact that like you can in theory also you peck in with and then second main phase sacrifice it to many any of the many enablers we've seen or, or payoffs we've seen prior to this i'm in for harry dronesmith to start all right you know what that means, it's time for... Great or Garbage. First up, we have Goblin Maskmaker. Single red for a 1-2 Goblin Citizen. Whenever Goblin Maskmaker attacks, face down spells you cast this turn cost 1 less to cast. Turn 1 Goblin Maskmaker, turn 2 Attack, turn 2 Morph? Yeah, turn 2 Disguise, sir. You gotta yeah, use yeah. The,
0: the proper nomenclature, and if you've not played Greater Garbage with us before... The game is what it says in the name. We have to say yes. whether the card is great or garbage. There is no There's... in between. This is to get those takes flowing. Unfortunately for one drops everywhere, I think Goblin Maskmaker is garbage. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not in for the Maskmaker, unfortunately. You're not in for triple Maskmaker draws where you just dump your whole hand and disguise it on. <laughs> How is my hand anything other than empty when I have triple <laughs> Mask maker in play? Yeah, that's fair. Next up, we have Benthic criminologists this is four and a blue for a four or five at common whenever it etbs or attacks you can sacrifice an artifact if you do
1: draw a card i mean in a way if you have a clue right in a way this is like a three mana four or five that you can't <laughs> cast until turn five but like i'm kind of in Great. great you're going great i mean it can't be great because it's just a five mana four or five so it should be garbage but like I, I don't know there's something to be said here and if like I, you know if there are other you know you cash in that thopter you get you peck in with the thopter and then you cash it in for a card yeah i,
0: don't I know. mean this, i think this is garbage with yeah. the potential for some dumpster diving going on
1: yeah okay all right that's fair <laughs> i i think it's garbage as well uh next we have is think twice back. It's deduce one in a blue for an instant, draw a card, and investigate. This is just great, right? H- how is this anything other than great? I think this is great, yeah? Yeah, I think this is just great.
0: They're like paying installments
1: with synergy to draw two cards. Correct, yeah. And I think I think potentially better than think twice in the context of this deck, and for for folks who don't know, I'm referencing a 12-year-old card or whatever. Think twice is one in a blue draw a card with flashback two in a blue And I I think this is better than that.
0: Yeah, well, certainly in the synergistic deck where you can then sacrifice that clue for free. We've seen a number of ways to do that. So then you're like getting a two mana instant speed divination kind of. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we've got our classic disagreement type card. This is out cold. (laughs) Three and a blue for an instant, a common spell can't be countered, which includes the ward ability. Tap up to two target creatures and put a stun counter on each of them. Investigate. Give it to me. Give it to me. This card is great.
1: If it was great, it couldn't be a common, right? That's not true. This it's card true? is so good. It, it, it can trips also. I'm, yeah, that's the thing. It's like reading the whole card. I'm like, eh, I've, been, I've been burned by you before out cold. But then it has that beautiful word investigate at the end. And I'm kind of in. Like, well, think about crippling chill. Like that was three mana to like
0: tap the thing, tap one thing. Keep it tapped, draw, a card. draw a card. This is four mana to do two things. That's yeah. so much time. Like on your opponent's end step, you tap down to Like, I mean, it's yeah. a tempo card. You have to, I think, want to be aggressive to for this to be well, but at its the, best. But the fact that, that it replaces itself, deck, this look this looks broken a detective's deck.
1: Well, and the fact that this replaces itself means it's not in those, even when you're an aggressive detective deck, if you happen to be behind, it buys you so much time. And replaces itself. Sure, you have to invest the mana in it, but it does replace itself.
0: That tone of voice sounds like a man who thinks this card's great.
1: I think I do, unfortunately. I think this card yes, is great. Yes, we got him. Next up is Felonious Rage. This is a single red for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus oh, and gains haste until end of turn. When that creature dies this turn, create a two, two, white, and blue detective creature token. We've seen these kinds of effects before, right? Pump a thing, but only pump its power. And then, like, the haste portion is generally not going to be relevant, I would imagine. But you're just, like, you know, pumping a thing, it trades, and then you're left behind with something. You know, the best version of this, I think, was in Anistrad in Midnight Hunt, where we saw it was a white spell that pumped a thing and gave it lifelink, and then left you with a 1-1 spirit after the dust was settled, after the thing died. Obviously not getting—the lifelink was a huge portion of that, but, like, these cards tend to overperform, I think.
0: I don't love this card. I'm going garbage. I got, I beat you to the take. Are you going to join me? <laughs> I kind of want to say it's great. There's no chance. This is not a high pick, first of all. Like there's just no way you're picking this highly ever. And then like when are you excited? Like it's not helping you win a combat. You're like spending a combat trick to hope your creature like, trades up and then you're left with a 2-2 behind that's not going to have
1: attacks. Why isn't it? Why can't it have attacks? I have another felonious rage coming at it. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chain them together. I, I'm, I'm going to say great. I mean, I think honestly, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I'm, I'm going to say great for the sake of the content.
0: Next, we've got a Loxodon Eavesdropper. This is three and a green for a three-three common element detective. Whenever this enters the battlefield, investigate. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, it gets plus one plus one and gains vigilance until end of turn.
1: Okay, great. I mean, I know it's a little overcrossed for four mana, three, three, but you're getting two rectangles and then there's synergy there. Like, I think this is great.
0: I also want to say great. That was my instinct. I just wanted to gut check with you because it
1: is it is a tad on the clunky Uh, side. It's a tad on the clunky side and I feel like they're, you know, catch me on a different day, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'd say this was garbage or something, but I think that's an overcorrection for clunkiness. Like, I definitely want to be aware of... There's a choke point or there's a, you know, a replacement level thing you need to worry about at mana value four or greater, sometimes mana value three or greater. But my guess is that this this is a cut above, you know, this this but like so you're,
0: you're anticipating this potentially being what one of the top three commons. How many of these are you I'm happy with in your not, four drop slot? Then like, that's my next question.
1: One of one of the top green commons, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're probably happy with a bunch of them. Really. Three my like guess. You're, you're
0: happy with three of these, and you're in your. I think so. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know what. That's so tough. I'm. I'm actually. I think. I think I'm going to say garbage on this. You're leaving me in the dust. <laughs> I, th- I think I am. I. I don't know. Wow. It's tough. It's tough for me to imagine a deck where I want a multiple of these in my four drop
1: slot. Like I think I will be fine. We s- I just. I just want to remind you that we did say that about Oltec cloud guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure just, not my best I just take
1: want, just want to remind you that we said that about cloud guard so yeah I'm, not I'm gonna not, stick not with my best take let's but stick I'm, with... I'm gonna run it back like the odds got to be with me this time right return broken, return to the, the center broken clock is <laughs> right twice a day <laughs> yeah law of averages and all that yeah. uh next up is v2 gazi inspector one on a green for a one three elf detective as an additional cost to cast it you can collect evidence six it has reach, so two mana, one, three, reach at common. If evidence was collected, you put a plus, plus one counter on target creature, and you gain two life. I don't know. Uh, I card. just I saw
0: a lot of discussion about this in the Lords of the Limited Discord when I was reading through. I kind of like this card. I think, like, you're happy with a one, three, reach on turn two, most likely. I mean, certainly you'd be thrilled <laughs> with that in Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Maybe I'm just looking at it through that lens. Mm-hmm. And then late in the game, like a 2-4 a reach, gain two life for two manas, not bad. Or a 1-3 reach, gain two life, put a plus one plus one counter somewhere where you need
1: it. My only issue is that, like, collect evidence six, as we've talked about, like, that, that's a bit of a cost in terms of, you know, you're setting it up. And, and if your deck is like a collect evidence deck, I better have better stuff to do. If I'm collect evidence sixing, I got to be have better payoffs than this. Well, but,
0: but it's not that this is a payoff. Like, this is a, a help you get to your payoffs, right? Like, so p- picture this with the land cycler, for example. Okay. If like you land cycle on turn two, and then on turn four, maybe you're double spelling with this and something else, and you get a two, four reach, gain two life. Like, then all of a sudden you're stable, Mabel, from all the wheel spinning you did, basic land cycling to set up, like those good uncommons and rares you've got coming down on turns five, six, seven. Like, I really picture a home for this a good home for this an important home for this in that style of deck I think this card is is great in that style of deck specifically
1: I'm not sold I'm going garbage I think this is filler all right I hear it
0: next we've got branch of v2 gazi this is an uncommon land that taps for colorless it's got disguise three so this is a land that you can legally disguise Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever it's turned face up you add two mana of any one color Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. I would be more in for this if it disguised for two or or less than less than three. Certainly, if I got mana parity or mana advantage.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's like a leveling war happening in my brain, which is like level one. This is this is bad. Level two is, well, this is there's flexibility here, right? It's a land that's can also be a creature or whatever. But like level three is. I never want to play this as a land. I'm I'm not happy with a colorless land in my deck ever. And I'm also not really happy with Disguise 3. Well, I guess, but it is kind of just dis- because oh, you were saying Disguise 2 because then it's mana neutral. Right. On yes. the flip up. Yeah, yeah, on the flip up. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm out on this card. I think I think this is garbage.
0: I agree. This is not going to be winning best land of 2024.
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Next, we've got Burden of Proof. This is a cool card. One and a blue for an uncommon enchantment aura with flash. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, as long as it's a detective you control. Otherwise, it
1: has base power and toughness one, one and can't block detectives. How how many times can they trick us with Kazmina's transmutation, Ben? But this is so, this is (laughs) such a good Kazmina's transmutation, right? Like, it's so versatile. You can
0: win a combat with it, like, just like. Making your three three detective into a five five and eating your opponent's creature is so strong and then you also on blocks can like block, flash this in, eat something. I think this card is great. I I am like pretty confident that I've not gotten got here.
1: This card I, is great. I think I think I think you you've gotten the burden of proof <laughs> is not there for me, and I'm calling this garbage. Wow, I really like this card. I think this tell. card is good and playable. You are so amped for blue white detectives. I am amped
0: for blue white detectives. It looks strong. Next I am is... also, I think I'm more amped for blue red artifacts,
1: but Jeskai, I'm here for You? Yeah. Convenient target is single red for an uncommon aura, enchant creature. When convenient target enters the battlefield, suspect enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one, and you can pay two in a red to return convenient target from your graveyard to your hand so after the thing trades off you can maybe put this on something your opponent controls and i can't block yeah i think this card looks very flexible it's very much. aggressive the like
0: th- the fact that it gives plus on plus one also yeah. the first time you use it on your stuff and then later you're removing a blocker although although i guess i think you're
1: basically only ever like you're Playing this on your stuff until you... So you're killing so your phone right? Yeah, and then you can well, use it as a well, way to...
0: They have yeah. some giant thing that you just can't get through, and you can afford to tank a couple hits from it.
1: Well, and there's a cool thing about, like, this sitting in the... Like, if you're aggressive, your opponent's kind of stabilized, but this is sitting in the graveyard, they have to respect... Respect the fact that you could at any time rebuy it and
0: put it on their thing. So
1: they kind of have to act like, okay, your best thing has menace, so I have to leave back an additional blocker. Like, it really does... If you come out to a fast start, it's going to put your opponent in a tough spot. I think this is great.
0: Yeah. I also really like this card. I think it is great. Next is a killer among us. This is a very flavorful card. This mm-hmm. is four and a green for an uncommon enchantment when ETBs make a one one human, a one one merfolk and a one one goblin. And then you secretly choose human merfolk or goblin. And how? this has the
1: how do, like in what way
0: you write it on a piece of paper, baby. You're going to write it on a piece of paper at the Pro Tour. Wow. You're going to pull the judge over and whisper it into their ear. Yeah, okay, great. Right? I choose yeah. human. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, you're going to reveal... You can, It also has the ability to sacrifice the enchantment to reveal the chosen creature type. If target attacking creature token is the chosen type, you put three plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains death touch until end of turn.
1: <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> this card is really cool, right? It's so really it's, cool, but it's also garbage, right? I don't know, man. So... So here's the here's how it plays out, right? So you play play 5 mana to get 3 1 1s, which is not great. But then it makes it really hard to ever block any of these. Right? You can you can just attack with all three of them cuz your opponent doesn't know which one. And so like, you know, they could they could just be like, "Well, whatever, I'm going to eat two of them and then you're going to kill my thing and I don't have to deal with this." you know four four with death touch until end of turn whatever it's probably garbage but i think it's i don't know this is a hard card i think once we see it in play we're gonna have a better sense of it but probably starting on garbage is correct next <laughs> what uh, is this, this card i
0: love this card it's so <laughs> cool this is slime against humanity two and a green for a sorcery at common create a zero zero green ooze creature token with trample Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is two plus the total number of cards you own in exile and in your graveyard that are oozes or named slime against humanity. A deck can have any number of cards named slime against humanity. Best green common. I'm getting to the take first. What? You don't think so? This is such a cool payoff for collecting evidence and drafting multiples of itself it starts as a two mana two two, which so ideally a, th- a three mana two, two Three mana two two. Yeah, yeah yeah, three mana two two, which is not great. But if you've cl- you're allowed to collect evidence in excess mm-hmm. of what you need or want, I, I think this has real possibilities to not that late into the game. Be like three mana five fives, three mana six sixes. I think you can turbo out some big
1: slimes. I think you're misreading this card. I am. I think so. The cards in exile have to be oozes or cards named Slime Against Humanity. Oh, boo. There it is. We, That's cra- so we sad. solved the case, folks. We solved no. the, the mystery of Ben loving this card. I saw your eyes tweet about this. And I was like, what is Ben seeing about this card? Okay. That's there we so go. That's sad. Next up, we have scene of the crime oh. artifact land clue. At so, Un- wait, we didn't give us this, this garbage. I mean, I think your deflated sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that answered the question whether this was greater garbage.
0: That's very sad. All right, I'm sc- glad I didn't embarrass myself with the pre-release. Thanks. <laughs> Next of scene,
1: scene of the crime. It's an artifact land clue at uncommon. And there's battlefield tapped. You can tap it for a colorless mana. You can tap it and an untapped creature you control to add one mana of any color. And it's a clue. So you can pay two, sack it, draw a card. This
0: is a land I'm into. I
1: think, I think so. This does enough. I think so. I mean, I think I'd like a little bit of of extra synergy with it. Like I don't think I'm playing this in every single deck, right? I think feels like in blue-red this will be at its best, probably. I'd like some artifact synergies or whatever. But I think I'm in for this card. Oh, yeah, because it's an artifact it's an land artifact, also. Well, and if you want to sack it, it can pay for itself, right? Because tap, because you don't have to tap the clue to sacrifice it. So it's only going to cost you one in theory to get rid of this. I think this is great.
0: Yeah, I'm sold. This card looks great to me as well. Next, we've got Krovod Haunch. This is white for an uncommon food equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus oh, and it's got an equipped cost of two. As all food does, you can pay two, tap, sacrifice it to gain three life. And whenever it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you can pay one and a white. If you do, create two 1-1 one one white dog creature tokens that are coming to eat that meat.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No. Just, just settle down, sir. Uh, single white, equip cost of 2, plus 2, plus plus oh, O, And then at some point, you can cash this in for food and get two 1-1s one for 4 mana. I guess it yeah. also has some synergy with Artifact sacrificing otherwise, but that's usually... It just, in, in It's got in, a lot going on. I don't know if it's good or not. I, what was my... My rule was, if there's no flavor text on a one-mana card, it's great. So that's... I I don't quite see it all here, but I'm, I'm taking my resolution and putting it into practice, and I'm going to say great. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh,
0: at, all, at the very least, it's a very cool enabler for you sacrifice this artifact for potentially no mana, like on some of those types of cards that mm-hmm. maybe we saw that red card that lets you do stuff like that on attacks and pay one and a white to make two one, one white dog creature tokens. This has enough going on that I assume it will be synergistic.
1: I agree. Our last card here is a red herring. One and red for a two, two artifact clue fish with haste. It attacks each combat if able. You know, I love me a good Valley Dasher. And this can also pay two sack it to draw a card.
0: So is that enough? Is this is Red Herring great?
1: I think so. Yeah. Wow. You're on great. Yeah. I mean, two, two mana, two, two haste is good. And this has like so much synergy. Like it's got good types. It might fish fish clue. So (laughs) you can put this in your blue, red artifact deck. You can put this in your blue, red merfolk deck, like whatever you're doing. No, but I do think like this solves a lot of the problems I have with Valley Dasher. It's not that Valley Dasher can't get in for damage, two, four, six, whatever, but it's going to get got at some point. And the fact that you can mitigate that getting got along with the other synergies, I'll go great on Red Herring. Yeah, I also really like the looks of Red Herring. I'm going to go great as well. I mean, is this the first time we're our preview episode will be longer than the crash course? We'll have to wait and see until next week, but there's no chance. That would have to be a very efficient crash course. So many cards to talk about. This set has me hyped. I know we're always hyped when a new set comes out because we love magic and we're degenerates, but like. It looks so cool. And I'm like, they're like not i we didn't even mention like they're not going out of the park with all these names. No more lies like doesn't add up like it's very cool. I feel like I'm going to have to be wearing a fedora and get out a notepad for the next couple months.
0: Yeah, I'm going to channel my inner Sherlock Holmes for sure. The flavor has me hyped as well. It just looks like a very fun, cool set. So yeah, hopefully the rest of the preview cards keep that trend going and we're excited to dive in and, and break this format wide open with you. Mm hmm. All right. Great place to wrap us up. Thank you, as always, to Salty Pretzels for our intro and outro music. Make sure you give it a
1: listen. Thank you so much to CoolStuffInc.com for sponsoring this podcast. If you're heading over there for any and all purchases, please use checkout code LOL to let them know we sent you over there, and more importantly, to get 5% off of anything you purchase. You can find all of our content on our website, lordsoflimited.com, links to our episode backlogs, links to our Twitch channels, respectively, our YouTube channel collectively, um, links to our merch, Courtesy of Tea Public, and our tier lists, which we'll have up in about what a week and a half once the full spoiler drops ben'll take a pass on that so all that good stuff is over on our website
0: if you've got any feedback about the show or any questions shoot us an email at lordsoflimited
1: at gmail.com thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for another episode of lords of limited thanks everybody see you later